Welcome to Women Winning It Writing Podcast Show. I am your host, Chelsea McCoy, and this is the show where we talk about all things writing and all things editing from a woman's perspective. This show is brought to you by Your Writing Table, where we help you tell your story, your way, in your words. This show has been developed to discuss the behind the scenes of the book writing journey and the writer's experience. We talk about a range of things from what inspired you to write your book, what your writing process was like, maybe you experienced writer's block, and we definitely talk about editing tips, strategies, and editing nightmares, and so much more. Our goal is to provide inspiration, motivation, encouragement, and to break down the myth that writing a book is impossible. If this is your first time joining us, again, my name is Chelsea, and I'm a published author, editor, and the owner of Your Writing Table, which provides full-service book writing, consulting, editing, and publishing services. I've been writing and editing for over 20 years, and I guarantee you, I eat, sleep, and breathe, and eat, sleep, and breathe writing and editing. I love it. For all our returning listeners, thank you so much for being a part of our podcast family. We appreciate you and we thank you for all the support, the questions you send in for topic suggestions and all the positive feedback. Last but not least, thank you to our partners who support us financially and help us to continue creating quality content while providing a platform for women writers to share their writing journey, promote their books, brands and their businesses. If you would like to become a partner, please click on the link at the end of the episode notes for more information. And one last thing, don't forget to follow us. Please, please follow us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or whichever platform you prefer to listen to your podcast on. All you have to do is click the follow button or subscribe notify so you don't miss out on any of the episodes as they drop. Thank you so much. We appreciate y'all. And now let's get into today's episode. Hello, listeners. Hello, hello. Welcome to another amazing episode of Women Winning at Writing. I'm so excited that y'all have joined us and tuned in for another episode. And of course, we have got another amazing guest for you on our show today. And, you know, I always love connecting with women who are not just phenomenal writers, but they also do what I do. Because, you know, what we do is special, right? We special. We get to toot our own little horn. So those when I'm able to connect with other editors or other publishers or other coaches, consultants, like that's a big because not only do we have writing in common, but we have this whole coaching thing, this editing thing like we have that in common. And I know for editors specifically, it's hard to find other editors that you can connect with and y'all can speak that same editing jargon, you know. And you can talk about editing experiences and things like that. And the same with publishing, you know, it's just, it's its own community. And if um, you're not familiar with that, or you have a small circle, it makes it hard to just kind of talk and bounce ideas and, you know, um, share experiences that you have with your clients and how to be better at what you do. So today's guest is a little bit of that. She's a writer. She is a multi-genre storyteller. So y'all, she working in different genres. Y'all know we have talked about that on quite a few shows. You do not have to stay in the genre box, the same genre box. Okay. If you want to write in multiple genres, fiction, nonfiction, murder, mystery, rom-coms children's books YA you know whatever you want to write in explore explore and enjoy being able to use your imagination to create and provide um, you know reading excitement for 
um, those who love picking up a good book and reading it. So um, again, our guest is a multi-genre storyteller. She is an author, a freelance journalist, and editor, and she's also a book reviewer. And she was a former high school English teacher. So y'all, yeah, she was the one that got that red ink pen and just messed up that whole <laughs> paper. She just said, check, check, X, X, line through, circle. <laughs> Like, it's sad because, you know, some people are traumatized to this day behind the high school English teacher and the critique that they gave on their paper. <laughs> so, y'all, without further ado, please, please give a warm welcome and help me greet Miss Tanya Abari to the show. Hello, Tanya. Hi. Thank you so, so much for having me. What a wonderful introduction. I appreciate you. <laughs> oh, you are so welcome. Yes, yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and for taking some time out of your busy schedule to sit and chat with us for a little bit. So let's just get into it. Please tell us about yourself, your books, and your writing journey. Yes. Um, when people ask me about myself, I want to go into like um, the things that I do on a regular basis to find joy because those are the things that make up who I am. So mm -hmm. first and foremost, before we talk about my writing and books, I am a mom. Um, I enjoy hanging out with my family, my spouse, and my children in and around Nashville, discovering new places, and also homeschooling my two inquisitive daughters. Uh, but my journey as a writer, myself as a writer, I am a former English teacher. Like you said, I didn't read, read ink that many people's, uh, many <laughs> students' uh, essays, but <laughs> um, I am a former English teacher. I lasted about four years in the classroom, um, teaching in the DMV area, um, straight out of undergrad. And after I left teaching, I decided, um, because it just, I just felt like, uh, the classroom with all of the bureaucracy and all the things, it's just, it just wasn't for me and it wasn't allowed me to be, it didn't allow me to be my full creative self. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I left the classroom after four years and began, um, set teaching because at the time I didn't have a plan, but I wanted to make sure that I was digging back into things that I enjoyed as a child. And so I joined a theater group and met a producer. I happened to meet a producer and the producer was like, hey, have you ever thought about set teaching? And that's how I ended up set teaching. Set teaching is uh, teaching entertainment students on the sets of movies, film, uh, theater, off-Broadway, Broadway, all of the things. So I became a traveling set teacher. No way. Um, and that yeah, is, yes. oh my gosh, I love that. Okay, say that. We got to talk about that. We got to talk about that. Okay. Okay. So yes, I became a traveling set teacher. And it was during that time um, because I was working on The Wire. That was my first um, job in set teaching. And while I was working on The Wire, I was pretty much... Um, to uh, the set um, even I would teach about maybe four hours a day but I would have to be there for like uh, maybe 10 or 11 hours and so the other time the other part of the time I was like you know what like I've you know writing is my passion it's my thing and I, I jumped back into writing during that time of being on set I would go into the writer's room and sit and listen and at that time I thought I wanted to be a screenwriter but um <laughs> I <laughs> you know it, it changes um but I you know knew that I just wanted to I needed to write and so 
I uh, began a boutique writing consultancy um, during that time. And so as I was a traveling set teacher, I was also um, getting lots of work in writing curriculum and assessments because I just left the classroom, right? So it was natural for me to fall into um, writing for writing lesson plans, writing student and teacher facing materials and books and writing a fiction and nonfiction passages for tests. Um, So I did that for uh, a long time, about a decade. Um, And in that time, I said, you know, well, this is really, this is okay. I'm using my skills um, in a way that um, are helpful for me and for students and for for others. But I really want to, like, do some writing for me, Mm -hmm. Um, get back to uh, the passion uh, for writing that I had. And so I, as I've always been a freelance journalist. I was a freelance journalist for my high school, college paper. Um, and, and in middle school, by my last name, my maiden name is Wells. And so I kind of, I don't know if I'm related to Ida B. Wells, but I uh, <laughs> forayed that into uh, becoming the editor-in-chief for my middle school newspaper. And so um, I thought back to, you know, my writing from childhood. And so I... Um, began pitching and um, jumping into independent uh, journalism and so that's how kind of like I forayed into back into writing again Um, so that's taken me from all the way that starting points from teaching to now where I'm a multi-genre storyteller I do write um, fiction and non-fiction in children's books um, but in adult I primarily enjoy writing uh, non-fiction but for personal personal pursuits and creative writing for my own personal pursuits I've been like in love with flash fiction and <laughs> really trying to learn and learn the craft and um, writing flash fiction for joy has has really um been something that has been satisfying to my creative soul so yes multi-genre writer right now um and i do all the things um i don't believe like you said that we should be put in a box um i write a lot of my stories from the heart and they center around my lived experience as a black woman a black mother a teacher all of the things that i've done in my life um that's what my stories uh, center around and also tell, helping other people to tell stories um, about, um, especially particularly coming from our community. Um, is something that I'm really passionate about. Yes. So yes, you do all the things. Yeah, you do. Yes. So, you know, um, <laughs> many hats. Yeah. You are the embodiment of a creative. And I was, it's funny because I was having this conversation with um, a good sister, my sister last night, and we were talking about the difference between left brain and the right brain. She's like, well, I think I'm more on the left brain. I said, okay, so you're more analytical and logical. She says, yeah, I think so. She says, are you like that? I said, oh, no, 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 no. I'm a creative. (laughs) I said, but the funny thing is I didn't even embrace being a creative until probably like a couple years ago. I mean, I knew I was creative, but I didn't you know like give myself that label like this like that definition you are a creative like you you literally operate from your right brain and as I began working on a book project that I was helping um I was doing the I was on the ghostwriting team for this one client and the book that the topic of the book was like talking about embracing your creative and I was like oh my god this is me like I'm I'm sitting here looking at all the content that's being created and I'm like yeah this is me and I began to just look at as a creative, 
just how you listed off all of those things. Those who are more left brain, logical, analytical, they would listen to us and be like, y'all crazy because it's too much going on. Like, okay, can we compartmentalize some of this? You know, and to us, it's like it is compartmentalized. What are you talking about? Yes. You know, I'm doing this and I'm doing this. You know, and so I started looking at being a creative as like a pile of spaghetti noodles. A logical analytical person is like, ain't no way that you finna make sense out of a pile of spaghetti noodles. And we look at we look at the pile of spaghetti like, what are you talking about? You get your so much. You lift up one noodle, one noodle at a time. And to you, it's a mess. But to us, it's one noodle. That one's got a little bit of sauce. That one got a little bit of the little basil on it, whatever. And we know what makes sense as we pull it one noodle at a time. Or we know this section of noodles over here with the meatballs, that's that. And this section over here that doesn't have meatballs because we ate the meatball for that section, but it's just basil over here, that's that. We just figure it out. Yes, yes, indeed. With a little bit of imagination and some color, you know? (laughs) Yes. And you know, I just, just a real quick point. I think that you know, sometimes too, we get caught up um, because I, when I was surrendering to my creativity um, in my in my late twenties, going into my thirties, I didn't realize that there were avenues for me to actually be creative and to to be able to jump into all of those things. It was a matter of me not knowing because at the time, you know, it was like, okay, you graduate from college, you have your degree, you go work a job, and that's the end of the story. Um, but as I grew and as I, you know, discover more of myself and started listening to my intuition and listening to who I actually was and, you know, a tip, go back to your childhood. Like, what is it? I can always remember like being little and writing stories, writing letters. I used to write so many letters. Oh my gosh. I, if, <laughs> people have my letters because I used to sit in class and just write people letters. I used to do that too. Um, come on now, yes. come on now. So we knew, we knew back then, we knew way back then that we were, this is what we were going to do. You yeah. know, our childhood was telling us that. But yeah. we, you know, I didn't listen. You know, I didn't listen. I was like, okay, well, I need to, you know, I, at the time I wanted to teach. I wanted to be a part of building a community in that way and working with students and giving back. Um, to to a community that had given so much to me. I had awesome teachers. So I was like, okay. But then I didn't know. I went to that classroom so naive thinking I was going to change the world. And like, hold up. Okay, we got all this that's going on in the schools. And then this, you know, capitalism where I'm trying to figure out, you know, all these things financially. And this is just not going to work. So I had to just start listening to my intuition because I was like, you know what? Do what you want to do and everything will fall in place. But it's like no blueprint, though, because Mm -hmm. everyone around you and all the noise around you was like, don't do that. You know, don't don't go down that road because it's hard on, you know, that path. It's hard, you know, when you when you step out and do that or you're not going to be stable. You're not going to have stability or whatever. Okay. (laughs) And it was a time where I was just like, you know what? I don't care. I'm, I'm surrendering and. You know, the obstacle is the way. Whatever obstacles y'all are talking about that's going to be there, that's going to be the way for, you know, for me to make it. So, yeah, it took it took some growing and it took a lot of learning, you know, and discovery because, hey, I didn't know how to publish a book. I didn't know how to, you know, uh, to make money from, from editing things that I was doing anyway. You know, mm-hmm. friends would give me things to edit and I was editing as a teacher, but I didn't know how to monetize that. 
right. you know so yeah. it was a lot of learning and a lot of just pouring into myself and surrendering and, and being like look you know these are the gifts that I was given that I came you know earth side with and got it here through the ancestors to complete a mission to do so I'm going to use my gifts and the doors going to have to open up because this is what's in my heart and I feel like I'm being right. cold yeah. to do this. And, so. and speaking of from your heart, you describe each of your books as being passion projects. Yes. So let's talk about that. What does that mean for you when you say this is a passion project? Um, so for me, um, I just, I'm going to plug another podcast um, that I enjoy, uh, Read, Write, and Create by Lori Tharps. And I listened to an episode with um, Denine Milner. And she was on the episode. She's a very dynamic, prolific writer. She writes children's books. She just came out with a, uh, a novel. She has an imprint with Simon & Schuster. Uh, she does all the things. So I uh, look to her as an example of what I want to be um, mm-hmm. as, as a writer, too. But she talked about, you know, her, her passion. And, like, at first, she was, um, you know, not people weren't taking it too light, too too kindly because she went as a journalist and also as a book writer and I'm an author she said that her passion she said look my beat is black people she couldn't find the exact you know words to say what exactly she was interested in whether it was entertainment entrepreneurship but she was just really passionate about telling the undertold stories uh, from her community and she said that she was unapologetic at first and you know well, throughout her career mm-hmm. not at first but throughout her career but at first she was met with okay well, that doesn't really that's not really you know saying anything right. <laughs> about you know what you what you do yeah um but it was something that was just stirring in her for me my all of my projects that I work on children's books or any of the things that I'm working on as an adult even ghostwriting they all kind of center on the themes of a family, the themes of womanhood, the themes of motherhood, um, the themes of, you know, undertold stories that, you know, people doing good things in their community or the first um, to do something or just unearthing um, social context that has not been talked about. Um, those are passion projects for me. And they usually revolve around, you know, hey, I'm like Deneen. I, I got to admit, you know, my beat is also black people. I'm very passionate about providing mirrors um, in addition to windows, but really providing mirrors um, through my work. Um, and so, so the wide spectrum of blackness um, and showing that and putting that on full display. I'm really unapologetic about that. So all of the things that I'm working on, whether it's a children's book, adult books they're all centered um from passion they all they all come from things that I really really care about deeply so uh yeah (laughs) I love that no but this is so good because you know it's it's to show your versatility you know and to show that you are moving in so many different genres which of course makes you a multi-genre how do you separate or let me not say separate but when how do you come up with your characters and your storyline for your children's books and then you know you might get inspired to do an adult nonfiction? like how do you navigate between the two because they're so different yes yes indeed um I, my brain has to be like once it's focused on something you know and I do multiple things at the at the same time my ADHD 
has me all over the place <laughs> at any given moment. But, you know, the, the, the spark and the, the passion has to be there at that certain moment. But um, I do it, you know, I separate it like on a, on a practical level, a day-to-day basis. I may, you know, do something, work on one thing for like an hour and then my brain shuts down from that. And then I have to, you know, move on to something else for like 30 minutes and then my brain will shut down on that particular thing um with with fiction it's kind of um i do a lot of you know character maps and things like that but the fiction is really based you know art imitates life and so um all of the characters that um that i drum up for any of my children's books they come from real life they come from the children that are in my life, my 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 own children, my nieces, and nephews, um, also from the children that I've taught. I've taught, you know, over 200 students. I know I didn't last that long in the classroom, but um, I still, to be, you know, I am still in contact with a lot of my students to this day. Oh, that's um, <laughs> Yes. Um, and so, and, and now those students, like, they have kids now. And so, um, I'm just, I've, been immersed in in a world of just being around and wanting kids to see joy and see themselves in books and also not 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 only joy because I write I write about joy I write about pain and I think there's an ongoing discussion within the writing community about um how like how much pain do you you know we don't want to cannibalize also you know cannibalize our pain for consumption for public consumption but I think that there's a full spectrum of human emotion mm-hmm. that I like to show in all of my work. So maybe someday I'm writing about something heavy or social justice involved um, topic. And then the next day I'm writing a slice of life book about characters who are just experiencing a family who is just experiencing joy. Yeah. So yeah. I think for me, it's important to show the entire spectrum of emotions across all the work um, that I do and that's very important for me too because you know life is not linear it's it's ups it's downs it's curves it's you know all around and for me as a person um art imitates my life and my life is up and down in and out around and around and I that that also comes out in my books as well definitely what is your favorite part about being a writer my favorite part about being a writer is uh, being able to I, I don't know, being able to escape um, and put and, and jump into imagination and articulate articulate um, my feelings and emotions on paper. Um, so it's, it's therapeutic for me in a way um, mm-hmm. to write, um, but it's also, I feel like it's a greater purpose. Um, having the, the best part that I've experienced as a writer is people coming to me and saying, hey, I've read your book. Or my, you know, the other day, one of my former students, um, and I, she, she's gonna kill me, I'm not gonna mention her name. <laughs> but but um, she, I sent her daughter a book, my latest uh, picture book, um, Locks Not Dreads, and her daughter um, was recently locked. And she told me that, like, she had a moment with her because she had cried, because she was being bullied at school. She didn't even know all of this was going on. Um, because she had recently locked up her hair and went to school and she had some comments that were um, said to her in school and she didn't uh, understand how to navigate that. 
Her daughter's seven, of course, the seven-year-old um, may have trouble articulating that. Yeah. But she she wrote me, you know, this email and she said, um, thank you so, so much. You know, we we discussed this as a family. We read the book. We um, we looked up articles afterwards. And I mean, as a teacher, you know, I'm like salivating because I'm like, oh, my God, yes, yeah. that's what you're supposed to do. I love it. Um, but, you know, as a writer, it just made me feel good to know that my words were impacting um, someone else in a positive way. And that's the part of, you know, that purpose that I talk about, you know, when you have, when it, when it's something calling you uh, that you don't know what it is, but it's something calling you to write those stories. You know, you, I get up in the middle of the night and I'd be dreaming about, okay, I think I want to write about this. I think I want to do a book list about this. Let me pitch um, this, this publication because I really think this is important. Like these things call me, they, they nag me. And, and it's not, um, these are, it's a spiritual process too, yeah, you know, yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. So I think my favorite part though, is just reaching the people and just having people say, you know, this was, oh, those words really touched me or thank you for doing this book list. You know, I love when authors reach out to me when I do uh, book lists for publications and I do roundups and they reach out to me. Thank you for amplifying my voice. Thank you for including my book on your list uh, or your holiday list of, you know, must buys or X, Y, Z. So for me, it's about, you know, the people always connected to the people through words. That's the, my favorite part. Yeah. And that's, I can say that that's mine too, is connecting with the people. Um, I was just talking with a young lady um, not too long ago and she's in the process of writing her first book. And that was one thing that she said, she's like, I just want to make sure that people get the book, you know, I'm able to get this message out to them. And so, you know, I'm like, yeah, that's it. And and that's funny too, because different writers have different goals, right? You know, some people write just for legacy. I just want to write it so I can have it for my family, my kids. Other people write, oh, my goal is to be New York Times bestseller. And I just want to make all this money. And then of course, you've got those that say, I just want to get the word out. I don't care if the book is $2. I just want to get the message out. <laughs> and get it to right. the people, you know, so it's just, um, I, I love seeing the different goals, you know, the different yes. motivations. Um, and like you said, people that connect with the words that you wrote, like that just does something. I, you know, you, you can't really explain it unless you experience it, you know? <laughs> yes. But yes. It, it, but I, you know what? I, I ain't mad at folks. Cause it's a, it's a, it's a fine line. You know, I'm not mad at folks who want to hit, hit those lists right, and, yeah. and get paid yeah. because you know, People, it's it's an attack on creativity right now. With 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 AI and all these things, we still we we still deserve to make an honest living. Writers deserve to make an honest living. I agree. Any, so you know, I understand that there's because because I you know struggle with that too. It's like okay, yes, I really do. You know, want to get this word out or whatever, but also like, oh my gosh, like I do need to. You know, we gotta keep a roof over our head mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and all these things. Yeah. So um. Yes, everybody's motivation is, is different, but I know, do know at the core of mine is definitely just making making the connections. I, I like to think, you know, I like to I go with the flow. Everything will figure itself out. I'm not really, you know, and and making those lists. The lists are cool. They're they're nice and everything, and it's. But you know, at the end of the day, I feel like you know whatever re- whoever reader whatever reader is going to get the book, that's the ones that need it, and that's the ones I'm you know writing for. Yeah. Um, 
So, and I definitely yeah. <laughs> understand that. I do. I do. Well, oh my gosh, we have literally come to the end of our time and I feel like we are just getting started, right? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. So, no, it's okay because guess what? That means Tanya going to have to come back, y'all. We're going to have to bring Tanya back for another episode so we can talk a little bit more because um, we still got more to uncover. Like, I still got questions. I still want to find out some stuff. So, we just have to bring you back. We're going to have to bring you back. But in the meantime, in the meantime, how can listeners connect with you and how can they get copies of your books? Yes, um, you can uh, find me online. My website is www.tanyaabari.com or please connect with me on Instagram. I hang out over there the most at I am Tabari. It's at I A M T A B A R I. Um, and you can find copies of my books wherever books are sold. They are at Barnes and Noble, Walmart, um, Amazon, etc. I prefer purchasing my children's books from a uh, indie bookstore or black-owned bookstore, but you can also purchase them through Bookshop, uh, which helps to distribute money back to the independent uh, booksellers. Perfect. Well, I will make sure that we, excuse me, include all of uh, Tanya's connect information in the episode notes. So you all will be able to connect with her and get copies of her amazing books. Well, Tanya, thank you so much for being on the show. Like I said, yeah, we're going to have you back because there's more. There's still more to talk about for sure, for sure. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to coming back. I'm going to hold you to that. Yes, ma'am. Please do. (laughs) Thank you so much. Well, listeners, as always, keep winning at writing. And until next time, everyone be blessed. Bye for now.